Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Animal welfare groups right across the length and breadth of Ireland are, say they're busier than ever at the minute in terms of the uh, number of pets that they're trying to mind. They're actually crying out for donations in many cases and a lot of them are looking for additional funding to try and meet all-time high vet bills. Uh, A lot of them are very concerned about this at the moment. Gina Hetherington is the founder of Paul's Animal uh, Animal Welfare Group and she's with us here on the line today. Gina, just what is the situation at the minute um, with yourselves and Paul's? Well, uh, in our situation, uh, we had to put up an appeal last Friday because we were €60,000 in debt and we had €8,000 in the bank. So that's the way, that's the kind of problems that people are looking at in animal welfare at the minute. And it's different levels, obviously, for different organisations, but that's the level that we are at. Now, we have, thank God for the Irish public, I would say raised about 35,000. Why? We're just not quite sure because it's not all in the bank. You know yourself, it's it's promised, it's committed, it's it's transferred, but it hasn't arrived okay. in the bank account. So, um, But I mean, our vet bill was standing at over 50 grand. Uh, there are 11 staff here. There is, uh, um, we have exactly 100 dogs in our care at the moment. Is that and, normal? Um, is that normal, Gina, 100 dogs? Or is that it's an increase? Above on... average, uh, pre pre pandemic, it was we usually had around you know just under a hundred, and then twenty twenty and twenty one, it kind of dropped a bit because well people weren't going anywhere or doing anything, so they were all looking after what they had. Mm. But this year has been horrendous, and it's been horrendous for everybody. You know, like it's not just pause; it's everybody. I mean, while I was waiting for your phone call. Uh, in the last 10 minutes, I took three phone calls and the opening line was, I wonder, can you help me? I've said, if I ever write the book, that's what I'm going to call it. Because wonder, every you time me? you pick up the phone, I wonder, can you help me? So many people are being evicted. It's not even funny. Um, I mean, they're, they're either the landlords are selling up or they have the mortgage problem, all this kind of stuff. And they can't take the dog. Okay, with them. so the first thing then to go is the, the pup. Dog. Yeah, and that's where yeah. that 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 that's where you get the call. Karina uh, is with us as well. Karina Fitzsimons, Gina, um, from the Dogs Trust. Because Karina, you actually issued a warning quite recently. Um, I suppose regarding if you want to call it the health issues of, of that a lot of flat-faced dogs can have. Can you just tell us about that? Yeah, sure. Um, we took in um, 17 victims of puppy farming recently from a local authority and unfortunately one of these dogs had to have surgery to have her nostrils widened so she could actually breathe more comfortably um, and one of the dogs had also had multiple C-sections and had evidence that she'd been overbred from and what many people don't realise about brachycephalic dogs which is the technical term for squishy faced dogs is that they have all the, the breathing apparatus of a normal dog in a really small skull. So they it's kind of like hiking up a mountain and trying to breathe through a straw. So these dogs, because also they're bred for what they look like and people think they're cute with their big eyes and squishy faces, that they have wide chests as well and a big head compared to their body. So when their mum tries to give birth, it generally doesn't really work and they have to have cesarean sections. And cesarean sections, especially more than one, are huge risk for dogs. Um, and it could be quite unethical as well. Um, so 
they just have so many different problems and they can be quite expensive to own. And something that we're seeing, like Gina has just said, we're getting an average of about eight phone calls a day from people looking to surrender their dogs. And we're actually receiving a lot of calls from people with French Bulldogs because they were so popular during lockdown. And because of the veterinary costs of these dogs and because of people's circumstances, this is something we would never have seen before the pandemic. Are people aware of this? Unfortunately not, because people look at these dogs and they look cute. People don't really understand that to get these exaggerated features, what happens on their insides, their anatomy suffers for what happens on the outside. And dogs are being bred to have bigger eyes and look more almost human-like um, or cartoon-like and not enough consideration is then given for what's happening on the inside. And people think the little snuffle, snoring, snoring noises they make are cute, but that's actually them struggling to breathe. And is it just the, the flat-faced, I know that's not the technical term, but the flat-faced <laughs> dogs, or, or is, is that the risk with all, with all breeds? There are risks, different risks with different breeds. So some breeds are prone to cancer, some breeds are prone to, you know, depending upon the breed and their genetics. So what we would say to people is if you have an idea of a breed, a specific breed, if you're not going to adopt a dog and you're actually going to, to purchase a dog, we would we would appeal to people to just speak to your vet, ask them for advice if they know reputable breeders and they will give you all the advice, such as the medical things to ask for. Has a dog been tested for X, Y and Z, whatever's prevalent in that breed of dog? And um, there are responsible breeders out there. But at the moment, we would beg people to please adopt rather than buy dogs because all of the rescue centres mm. all around Ireland well, are literally full to the brim. Yeah, well, let me bring in Sean as well. Uh, Sean is from the, he's the president of the Irish Kennel Club because, Sean, like, how do you tell people? Well, you can't tell people. People will do what they want. But I mean, like, you listen to, to Gina and um, Karina there talking about the, the number of animals and pets, you know, that's in their care at the moment and the increasing vet bills and all of that. Like, how do you say to somebody... Look, don't don't bother going for the designer dog or that dog or X dog. Go for one. Adopt one from from one of the welfare organisations. Are you there, Sean? No, you can't hear me. No, we'll come back to Sean maybe maybe in a moment. Uh, Sinead, though, I think is with us on the line. Um, Sinead, do you think people should still be buying breeds rather than adopting? I think I suppose the pandemic has changed things dramatically, and the breed society contact for Cavalier King Charles Spaniels. And throughout the pandemic, I think I took inquiries for in excess of from 1,700 different people. Um, I tr- tried my best, as would all of the breed society contacts, to educate buyers. We basically asked them to wait, not to buy during the pandemic, and if they could, to buy from health-focused breeders. But unfortunately, during the pandemic, most reputable breeders were taken out of the equation due to travel restrictions. And people bought dogs which were indiscriminately bred without any care um, with regard to health or welfare. And we people just bought and paid any price for mm. them. They I were should say, sorry, Sinead, you're, you're, yeah, you're from the King Charles Club Ireland. Apologies, yeah, I, 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 I meant Club. to say that, yeah. Um, you know, we did try to educate buyers, ask them to wait. We also told them what to look for in terms of health certificates. But there was such a lack of well-bred puppies from reputable breeders. We could never meet the demand anyway under normal circumstances. Okay. Um, we were very much in the minority. But people were outbidding one another to buy puppies. 
Sean, just I, I think Sean. Scenario. Okay, let me just bring Sean in because Sean is the president of the, the Irish Kennel Club, and a lot of people here are suggesting on the text line today, Sean, that like people should be, I suppose, actively discouraged or maybe encouraged is is the right word to go to the the local, um, you know, welfare organisation in the first instance rather than looking for a specific type of of dog that they want created. Well, I. If there's a social problem, which I accept that there is, that dogs are being uh, kind of surrendered to various uh, organisations, certainly I would ask people maybe to check out these organisations. And I mean the statutory ones, the ones that are properly registered and recorded, and go there because they might find something that would fit into their uh, lifestyle and so on. And they will probably get the right type of advice there again. But um, this is a matter of supply and demand. And if people want these dogs, they're going to get them. This is the trouble. And unless you have a format like the Irish Kennel Club, we have a, a code of ethics um, about uh, types of breeding. If you have to have a section, you can't go anymore with that bitch and so on. We have very restrictive areas in an mm. effort to try and control and give people some direction and some advice. But my okay. advice would, yes... Maybe you can get something from a a welfare organization and it'll be a win situation. But um, also the thing with the black nose breeds that were commenting there, uh, there is a a BOAS, what they call a BOAS testing, which means it tests individual dogs as to see how their breeding tract is affected by it. And this is a veterinary thing produced in UK and we have uh, that over here and some vets in Ireland doing it too. So the main thing is research. If you're going to research, research the breed you're getting, check about it. The IKC okay. website will I, give you a lot yeah, of Yeah, I, I might ask people today, um, like, like if you've recently got a dog, why did you go and well, why did you pay for one? Out of curiosity, rather than uh, rather than adopting um, from, from a dog pound. I see texts coming in from people um, who feel that people should be nearly named and shamed or shamed is the suggestion from one texter um, for not adopting and actually going to a breather instead. Another listener has got in touch as well. It makes me furious that people continue to ignore the advice in favour of designer dogs. It's so cruel. This listener has got in touch to say we actually tried to adopt but due to some of the restrictive nature around the guidelines and requirements we weren't we didn't qualify. Uh, to even to be able to adapt a dog. 53106, keep the text coming into us. We'll come back to this a little bit later in the programme. We are going to be talking about battling rural crime next. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.